Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hey. Hey, so it's time to do the morning show again? <laughs> it is. Uh, it is. <laughs> it's I'm been gonna, a slow weekend. It's, it's, we've been, we've been under the weather <laughs> um, and we've been sweating mm. i actually just took my shirt off and was in a t-shirt only just yeah. because it was so hot i don't think that we've ever experienced I, I you know we were like people would say have you had covid he had an antibody test before we didn't get tested this time but holy crap I think we, we both COVID were down week. all day saturday and all day sunday yeah. and just Jim, I, I woke up this morning and I'm like, I'm hungry. And says, that's because you've had two tablespoons of food in 48 hours. <laughs> she spent, no kidding. She spent most of the last 48 hours in bed. Yeah. yeah. So she was, she, I thankfully recovered a little more quickly than mm-hmm. she did. And, yeah. uh, but wow. So I a- have a new respect for what people have been through if they've, if yeah. they've experienced I haven't that. had, <clears throat> I haven't had the flu. I mean, we don't know if it was COVID. We just mm-hmm. assume so. Whatever it we, was. It both. We headed out to a thing on Saturday morning, and I had to pull over the car yeah. and let her drive. So I, I kept think I'm going to pass out. We ended up turning around and coming home, and uh, never left the house after that for the entire weekend. So anyway, we're feeling better today. Yeah. We're trying to be troopers and uh, and uh, you know no. put a smile on our face. <laughs> we're both running on partial yeah. energy here. So hi, I yeah. hope everybody had a good weekend. And yeah, um, yeah as the uh, I and in where we live in Utah. Every city, you know, we have this view of all of the different communities and there's a lot of mini communities that we can see. And every one of them has some kind of city celebration. Mm-hmm. And right. our actual city had their celebration this weekend. And so it's like fireworks are still going off every single night. And it's um, and then in Utah, they also celebrate the 24th of July which is Pioneer Days. It's to celebrate um, when the first settlers came into Utah. And um, so we'll experience a lot of fire. All the fireworks stands stay up until after that's done. So lots of fireworks. We're laying in bed. It's like, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom. It's like, oh, I don't want to get up and look at it. But I love fireworks. Yeah. Absolutely do. All good. Hi, Shelly. Hi, Shelly. We're uh, okay. yeah, thanks. We're we're feeling better. <laughs> Better's relative. It's just thing. like, OK, so how do you feel? Yeah. Maybe sixty yeah. percent. Well, she's got very low energy, but yeah, yeah I could yeah. tell every time oh, she well. sat still, she wanted to lay down, mm-hmm. sleep. So and that's enough. That's yeah. enough. Okay. Yeah, right. that's enough. Okay. Um. Okay. So the top. What? What? What do we? We August first. If you haven't bought your ticket, they are available. Um, uh, through Eventbrite or through bhphnationtv.com. You can, it'll link you into Eventbrite to buy your ticket. If you are for, a buy here, pay here dealer or underwriter, you're going to want to be there for that. Yeah, so, yeah. It's on deal structure. A lot of and, good stuff. And there's, it's going to be Chuck Bonanno and um, Brent Carmichael and Jim going over a lot of data that has been submitted. Yeah. And just trying to help. Folks make a better decision about yeah. at the point of underwriting based on mm-hmm. what history shows. You yeah. Know? So that's all good, good. stuff. And yeah. then um, September 18th. 
I've spent sending out more invitations yeah. on those. So we got to, um, if you got something coming up, that's a big shift for your business. Yeah. This is, this is an event that you want to go to. Big pivot, some sort yeah. of big uh, shift, like a, mm-hmm. you know, expansion. If you're selling, acquiring, recapitalizing, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. just any yeah. kind of big pivot coming in your mm-hmm. business, then this would be a great event for you. Yeah. And uh, we can say that we have our new CEO, Jerry Martinez, is going to be uh-huh. joining us. Uh, yeah, we haven't said anything about that yet, no. have we? So that's cool. Yeah. He's going to be um, one of our coaches at this mm-hmm. event. And uh, well, you'll see in the coming days uh, just mm-hmm. what kind of resume Jerry brings. So uh, leadership I, training. and yeah, Well, and three-star general. Yeah. Commander of the of the Pacific Japanese fleet. Japanese, and, uh, um, yeah, he was there during all of the North Korea shooting off missiles and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. and is still on a ton of different committees for um, relations all through that Advisory region too. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sure. So, um, yep. and if you want to know a little bit more about him, he was in a special called "Protecting Defending or Defending Japan" from the History Channel. Yeah. So you can get a little bit of a view of of that, and mm-hmm. um, really, really outstanding. He's uh, those of you who watch the the morning show, the uh, day after the the uh, um, NIADA wrapped up that we were in our car and we were about ready to meet with him. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah. it's good stuff, really good stuff. So Absolutely. And a lot of other uh, people coming into our circle as a result of all the mm-hmm. things we've been working on. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, we have meetings this week, too. Yeah, so. things are really starting to yeah. uh, take off. Get mm-hmm. some. We've been getting traction. Now we're starting to get some action. So, mm-hmm. so it's, yeah, all it's good. really good. Yep. All righty. Shall we go into these numbers? <laughs> yeah, and see, um, I'm here for comic relief and um, and for... Uh, put on a smile. I put on a, I'll try. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> um, comic relief and to ask questions because this is, uh, again, some of the stuff that I don't really... Yeah, that's I don't, okay. You know, Jim's a subject matter expert and I don't need to be, so no, I get to ask not. questions. You do not on this yeah. case. And this yeah. is an interesting topic. Like, it's, um, it's one that... Um, I've known about this number since I got mm-hmm. in the business back in the late nineties. And, um, so I'll, I'll kind of share, you can go ahead and put that on the screen. Okay. So for those who are going to be catching this, uh, on audio only, then it might be a little, yeah. try to increase the size might help when we do that. I forget sometimes to do uh-huh. that, but I'll, uh, I'll try to get that where it's a little larger. And again, but, if you're listening to this, you can always go to YouTube to our right. YouTube channel and actually see the slides that we're For putting sure. up because uh, most podcast um, places that we're syndicated don't show mm-hmm. on a video. Right. So I think, uh, yeah, for this, um, for this conversation, I would just try to um, help folks recognize that what's happening is you've got this calculation on, um, let's do that. Oh, that's Can we a, first talk about why you want to know this? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, just see, this. I asked the good questions. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So the reason I think you want to know this, and, and I'll tell you, I, I, I think that we have to be careful with this kind of information because it's, that should be a little yeah, it's visible. Um, we have to be careful because I think there's a limit to what we can deduce from this information. I think dealers, especially when they're new, find this interesting. And I would say it's, just that it's it's interesting it's kind of a, a an interesting number to to know it's also kind of arbitrary it doesn't have any correlation to financials it doesn't have a lot of impact to much of the rest of the business it's a calculation on 
I've heard it called a mountain riding, a mountain on the street. Uh, some software referred to it as, you know, money on the street. Really what it's doing is it's taking cash and deal and is tracking it on a, on a go forward basis, like a, on a running total basis. So that's what you're seeing on the screen. I call it a running investment in contracts. So what we're seeing here is an actual spreadsheet of a client that we have worked with since October, and we prepared this calculation. And so what you're seeing there on the screen is the, the numbers from, and I'll take you across, I've, I've created a chart to kind of help visualize better you know, what this number means, but it's cash and deal first. You can see that uh, row 52 there is cost of sold units, including recon. So in October, this particular dealer had $38,000 in cost in the first round of contracts, first month of contracts. Then we adjust the down payments of $5,700. That would give us a cash and deal for the month of October. Then we show the payments coming in, um, which were just small number, only about $400 in payments in the month of October. So that means that our net risk in those contracts as we closed October was about $32,000. And then we go into the month of November, had a little more sales. We got more risk per, you know, more risk in the contracts. Now we collected a little over $4,300 in payments. So we apply that. And so it's really just taking cash and deal and tracking it and applying payments. Mm -hmm. I think some might include repo proceeds in this. If you sold a repo, I choose not to. Same thing with tax title and license. While it's interesting to know, it's not, um, it's not something that I think is, um, you know, something that it's optional. It's if that's what you prefer to see, then add it, you know, it's, but basically this is the formula that you see there is you take. Now, if I look at row 56, that's my running total. And then this 77 in month two is the, is the number for the month. So if I take the running total from October, I add in the total for the month of November, my new running total is 109. So I would look at that number and I'll, let me just take you across to the far right side. You can see that this number kind of grows in terms of dollars by the end of June. We're actually looking at, you know, real numbers for this particular dealer through the, the month that closed most recently. And you can see that that's $367,000 at risk in all contracts that are active. You know, mm -hmm. once they come out of the, um, the portfolio, then, you know, it really wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't come into play anymore. They're going to quit producing payments. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, um, so you're just looking at it on an aggregate basis. You know what I see? Tell me. His buyer payer is pretty expensive, but the rewards are pretty great too. Yeah. That's a good way yeah. to think about it. I think, um, yeah, I th these numbers are, are actually higher than what this, this dealer would track with more time. We're barely what October you got, um, three months plus you got about nine months of history here. Mm -hmm. So by nine months, you can see it also looks like he's come down from 41% down to 32%. Exactly. So, and that'll happen yeah. because, you know, you can see the payments coming in, and by the way, I'm using principal and interest. This is all money coming in in mm -hmm. terms of car payments. And so that would um, come in. And if you had deferred down payments, you would add those in there too. This dealer doesn't have any, but, um, but yeah, that, you're right. It's, it's tracking down to, from the forties, mm -hmm. which makes sense early on. You're, 
your cash and deal as a percentage of your contract is probably in the 40s. And now it tracks down to about 32%. When I first got in the business in the 90s and looking at these numbers for dealers that were established, that number would get down to 10, 12%, probably even soft single digits. that was a different time when car cost of car was cost of quite car a was bit different. different. But so. it's still going to track. Um, you, you can see this one's tracking, and and you can see uh, also if I show you the chart, um, <clears throat> then you can see how the gap increases. So this is as a percentage of receivables. That top line is going to be notes receivable principal, and that red line is going to be the amount writing. So you can see the gap just increases. Why? Because our cash and deal per month volume is the same down payments are the same our cash and deal per month remains but about the same payments make the, the payments difference. increase yeah. we start collecting more and more payments as the portfolio yeah. grows which means now the dollars that we have at risk you know is, is one way to think about it and the reason i say this is arbitrary and we got to be careful about what we conclude here is because this is discounting overhead we don't have any consideration for overhead in this and so to to exclude overhead is you know, we can't do that in any business, really. Mm -hmm. We can't ignore the overhead piece. But but it's, I think the, the one thing that can be helpful here for dealers is it's comforting. I think when they can look at this and say, you know, I, I have a million dollar portfolio and my real cash tied up in that portfolio is 30% or 17%. When they can look at that and say my real cash in terms of cars, mm -hmm. but again, that that ignores overhead, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, we can say, okay, we, we own this portfolio in a way, uh, based on the, the real risk from the customers mm -hmm. in those kind of percentages. So I think that's an indication that it's one indication, as you see, as somebody outside the industry, you look at that and you say, well, it's, it's, it's pretty profitable. The risk is low. And I think that's true. If we, if we choose not to expensive, consider, but profitable. Yeah. 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 Yep. And so I think what it does is that, again, we got to be careful because the overhead side, I mean, our, our accounting friends out there would tell you all these things we're talking about have no correlation to accounting. There's no yeah. correlation to P and L's, the, the balance sheet. Yeah. That top number, that would be your notes receivable. That's going to show up on your balance sheet, but this number on the red line, it's not going to be reflected in your, in your mm -hmm. financials anywhere. So I just think it's something we got to be careful about in terms of what we try to conclude from that information. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we, when we talk to different dealers, it's, you know, we, we don't typically go directly into overhead, but when we're talking about where the cash is going and what's coming in and what's ebbing and flowing within the business that comes up and it's some, some people are running lean and other people are running really, really fat. Yeah. Same in terms of overhead. Of overhead. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And we don't often see that with a lot of our clients, our, our data relationship with them is really about the, um, is in the DMS. Mm -hmm. We don't see their financials. And so, you know, we often don't have a good indication of that, but you're absolutely Unless we've right. had the conversation and it's kind yeah, of like, what are you in. spending on this? Cause, cause it's part of the reason why that conversation comes up is because it's like, well, I've got all of this, but why am I not seeing it? And it's like, well, yeah. let's look at the reasons or the things that, that draw from that and, sure. and uh, create a different spread. Yeah. And I think another thing that we've done, I think we've done it with this same client is we did sort of more like a pie chart that said of all the money that you've invested up to now, this much has gone into creating contracts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then you can start to see 
Okay. So the rest of what I've invested in the business is, is overhead. It's going to be overhead. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a good thing because it does separate that out. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of times dealers will look at the, like the whole picture. Mm -hmm. And so sure. it's, and this actually pulls that out so that you have the opportunity to look at, you know, what, what am I spending in overhead? How can I cut back and be able to appreciate the, uh, the, um, the growth that mm -hmm. I'm experiencing um, better. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, we can stop sharing that. I think, um, yeah, I think that's the part that, you know, we just wanted to share was the calculation again, how to get there, but you're basically just taking your cash and deals. So for established dealers, you would take your, you need to go back to your, if you're just building this and, and check your software, cause your software, most softwares that we've worked with, you look for either a Mount writing report mm -hmm. or, and be careful because I think, what I've noticed in some systems, they will continue to go negative. For example, if you had a, let's say you had a cash and deal of $4,000 and your customer's payment was $400 a month for simple math, then 10 months, your risk in that contract would be zero. But some DMS systems continue to track that to a negative. So if a customer made two more payments, they would be showing you at a negative $800. Whereas I'm, I'm accustomed to stopping that at zero. So, you know, if you have mm -hmm. negative numbers, I think that's sometimes going to give you a false sense of, you know, where you're at. So just be careful, look inside the numbers, but look for amount writing. I also um, shared with a, a dealer out there a couple of weeks ago when this first came up was that some of the softwares will call it um, street money. Like it's just, it's, it's just kind of nomenclature in the, in the industry. So you would check that and try to produce that report. But yeah, that's, that's the thing is mm -hmm. you probably can find this report in your system. Just be careful about what you conclude from it, because I think it's, it's just, it's just information. It's, it's not really much of an indication of your, you know, portfolio performance. It's, it's, it is an indication though, like you said about overhead. It can be when you, when you overlay what it is that's um, going out, mm -hmm. um, in comparison to this. And so it may not be something that's used for accounting, mm -hmm. but it can be used for something managing what you're spending. Good point. Yeah. So I think if, you know, for example, what she's basically Good point. saying, yeah. yeah, no, I think uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, what she's really referring to, if you look at the inverse side of this, this particular dealer has um, at the end of uh, June has $367,000 tied up in contracts. So you might, another way to look at that might be to say, if this dealer has a million dollars invested in the business so far, then you could say, okay, so I must have about 630 invested overhead. in overhead, mm -hmm. right? Because this is mm -hmm. buying cars. This is of cars that were sold. You would also want to look at your inventory on the ground mm -hmm. because that's also another place that dollars went. But if you took this number plus inventory on the ground and subtracted everything you've got invested, the rest would be going into overhead, which is that now you're starting to get to something that's a little more telling because I think when you look at those percentages, people will say, oh, you know, the risk mm -hmm. of these contracts is not as high. And I say this often, it's like, you know, the risk of these contracts is not as high as it's perceived. They, they typically perform in a pretty predictable range. Mm -hmm. So now it's just back to overhead. What are we spending in overhead? What are we spending to get our business open? Or what are we spending monthly to, you know, keep the doors open, whatever? then th now that's starting to get to a place that's more interesting. We'll yeah. Look at those numbers, but that's probably good for today. I think um, that at least on that particular subject. 
I don't have anything. No, I don't either. I think, um, <laughs> yeah, I know you. You're just barely. Awake. I'm like ready to go back upstairs and go to bed. So, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Good information, though. I mean, I, I I think that you downplayed how uh how valuable it is to break that out because it, when when you can look at that as this is this is um um a good it's a good way to measure what kind of money is going out and overhead. Yeah. And I think it's, as I said, it's, it can be comforting to dealers mm -hmm. to look at that and say, you know, I only own my portfolio for 17%. Mm -hmm. It can be it's somewhat comforting to say that I've really cash risk in the mm -hmm. portfolio itself is only a certain percentage. Yeah. So then that number should track down. It'll eventually stabilize as you're adding new contracts and what have you. And there can be a little bit of movement season seasonally, but I would say otherwise mm -hmm. it's, um, it's just interesting information to have, but it, it doesn't have much direct correlation to. Have you, you have you done this for much longer streams? Yep. You have? Yeah, we have some. And does it get to a point where it's just pretty stable? Right. Yeah. Around? Yeah. yeah. It'll eventually settle in. Yeah. Depending on where the dealer's risk per contract is, it'll settle in, you know, 15%, 10%, whatever. It'll, mm -hmm. it'll kind of reach a place where, you know, if the dealer just stopped selling for a period of time, then it might go all the way down to single digits or, you know, because obviously we're continuing. Which to is what payments. a lot of people experienced during COVID. That's true. true. Yeah. That's absolutely right. So yeah, that yeah. happens. But anyway, that's, um, that's good information. Hey, Tyler in Texas. So get dealers headed in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. We hope. Yeah. We're trying. You know, that's part <laughs> that's of, I can goal. tell before we wrap up here, I can say that's part of what's been on my mind a lot lately is Michelle and I have been spending more and more time working on our business. You know, mm -hmm. one of the things we're doing and Tyler, you see it, you're somebody who knows, you know, kind of what we're doing out there in terms of, you know, moving forward this, I'm going to call it a campaign. It's part of our mission is this white hat way thing. Mm -hmm. And that's about just, you know, creating, well, it's first about it's leading with ethics. It's helping dealers mm -hmm. understand, you know, when you, when you kind of lead with uh, ethics and, and have a real purpose behind what you do, then. And I kind of like, you know, we, we keep coming back to the known, liked, and trusted in your community mm -hmm. and by your customers. And so that's kind of, to me, that's a, that's encapsulates, mm -hmm. is that the right word? Yeah. Um, what White Hat Way achieves right. or, you know, what, what the, um, what the, uh, what the goal is. Yeah. And that's to be known, liked, and trusted in your community. And that doesn't mean you have to be soft. You can be no. strong, you can be compassionate and you can do it in a graceful way. And I think what's happened with Michelle and me, we've gotten quite um, clear in our purpose and we've even started to take steps to, uh, you know, make sure that our, our messaging is, is all around white mm -hmm. hat way. And so we're even changing when I can tell folks our, we're our, changing yeah. our company name, the octane group will, mm -hmm. will cease to be the name. We'll, we'll be white hat coaching before long. So, mm -hmm. you know, these are all things just trying to get clear about who we are, what we stand for and how we feel like we mm -hmm. can help dealers the most. And so this is all, Kind of a step in that direction we're just trying to yeah. uh you know and and for us you know as coaches we're just over here sharing freely what we think we can do to help uh mm -hmm. you know folks uh you know improve their business so we're very much about helping dealers um be more successful yeah. and their and customers we never run out of topics yeah i mean yeah. crap we've been doing this for a year plus started in june no it started in may may that's right yeah yeah, yeah. so 14 months mm -hmm. yeah that's right. three days a week yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's, and, and if we run out of stuff, we can call Shelly or Tyler. Or <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, they'll, they'll know stuff we did get a, a request for a topic the other day. And so we'll, oh, yeah, um, right. we'll, uh, we'll take a peek at that and, mm -hmm. um, and, 
and uh, see what we can put together for a show. But if you've got anything out there that you would just like to get a little insight on, please uh, reach out. Um, you can pri uh, uh, PM us through social, through Facebook. Um, I think that like on YouTube and all those that you have an email address or a cell phone number or whatever. So you just please be, uh, um, yeah, reach out if you've got anything. And then George, our company has always tried to live by Zig, Zig Ziglar, who's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. um, if you always do what is best for your customer, you will be doing what is best for you. Yes. And we've been saying um, it's what we're trying to do is to show dealers that it's good business to be good to your customer. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's, it, if you're good to your customer, that it, it just kind of comes around. Yeah. And I think it's, it's good business and it's more sustainable business. Yeah. Like it's going to give you a, a longer term, you know, mm -hmm. hey, long-term health. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today. We will be back on Wednesday, hopefully a lot more Lord energy. <laughs> and uh, don't forget August 1st, if you haven't got your ticket, you can go to Eventbrite or go to buy here, pay here nation television and get your ticket. So it'll be on deal structure. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.